Hi, everyone. We're here today with Lynn Kennedy. She's the founder of Business Women Connections. Um, hi, Lynn. Thanks for thanks for making the time. Thank you for the invitation. Delighted to be here this morning. No, I'm I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to having a having a chat and and really in, intrigued on one hand about um, about what you do and and how you got into it. But um, before we get into all of that, tell tell me um, what business women connections offers uh, as a business that you've set up what what is business women connections and and what do you offer to to you know maybe a range of people business women connections is a platform to support women in business all different levels from startups to individual memberships to corporates it's a safe secure um, community that's grown at local at a local level. Right. All right. And um and and when when did you start this this business? Um and 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 I guess a follow-up question to that is what motivated you to to start this this business? I've been thinking about starting the franchise for quite a long time because the sister organization is Business Women Scotland that I started um, about 18 years ago when I um, decided to go out on business on my own after leaving a job I realized there wasn't really anything for women in business there wasn't really a community that I could actually go to to find information in Scotland we're very lucky because we have other um, organizations as well that um, can give you little bits of information free but there was nothing really for women in business there was lots for men you can join a chamber and things or you can if you play golf then you're fine but there wasn't actually a safe secure community supporting women in business and that was really why i had looked at it during the first financial crisis when i set up business women scotland because i thought where do people go what do they do if there's two income families and they want to set up a business and there's it's a it's an opportunity for them but you you have to be able to give a good offering for them to actually want to be part of it uh, and through starting Business Women Scotland, um, conversation with another franchisee in Scotland, we um, decided to set, well, I decided to set up Business Women Connections through a little pod nudge on, this is something that you could offer doing UK. So that was really why we started it. Um, and so far, it's been great, really good, really positive. And and so let's talk about the Scotland side first, because that's that's obviously been going a long time. Um, what have you noticed in terms of a change in those eighteen years? Because eighteen years is is a long time. Um, what what improvements have you seen in terms of opportunities for women? And and I guess I'm talking mainly about Scotland because your focus your focus was mainly in Scotland during that time. Um, yeah, I think women have found more of a voice. I think they've become more confident in their abilities and what they have to offer. Before, it was always very much uh, reticent about, um, you know, risk. In Scotland, it's, if I think especially Scotland, if sometimes if you're actually becoming successful, you, you don't really want to shout about it. Whereas if you were based in America, it's the first thing that you would actually do is actually talk about all the things you've achieved, and they wouldn't look at it negatively, whereas here maybe it's a wee bit more, uh, or don't get, as they say, don't get too big for your boots. But I think it's definitely um, women have changed their attitude to how they perceive themselves. And it's something you can't buy. Confidence is something that 
eventually happens when you start believing in what your abilities are and what you can actually do. And I think because obviously in the media, there's a lot more female focus as well. In Scotland, we had a female leader as well. And in other countries, there's been female leaders. So I think it's also, you know, believing in yourself and that you can do it. And there's opportunities like our network and our uh, community that um, you can meet like the like-minded women in business and actually chat about these things. Um, so yeah, so I, I just think it's changed, definitely changed over the years. You can just see a difference of women actually having confidence to um, set up a business or believe that they can and actually go for funding. Funding was always the main thing that held women back. If you had a man and a woman in the same situation, the man would say, yes, definitely, I'm going to go for it. I can do this. Whereas the women are always a wee bit play safe. So I, I would say yeah, that's I think... the thing that's really changed. Yeah, I, no, I... You know, Lynn, I've been involved in um, in franchising directly for for the past eighteen years, and my 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 main area of focus over that time has been on the the franchise recruitment part of the process. Actually, helping franchisors find the right profile of people to become franchisees, make sure that those people make the right decisions as well in terms of in in terms of um, asking the right questions and 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 ultimately choosing uh, or being selected for and granted a franchise um and it's always been a problem um because i've always had the data i've always seen the data and it's always really clear that 95% of all franchise inquiries were men and and i'm so i'm going back 18 years ago similar to when you started actually a similar time frame to when you started um um your your scottish uh, arm to the business um, and that has slowly been getting better um, because, it, and it was always a problem. We were, it, it, people were always trying to do things. How can we bring more women into this? Because there were so many franchise opportunities that actually really would suit a woman. Um, and but that you just couldn't you couldn't attract women to fill out forms or to show interest in the business model or anything like that. And um, and I guess a lot of those reasons are. The reasons that you're explaining here um not that i maybe was so aware of that um because i guess as a man you you're not you're not always so aware uh, especially 18 years ago you kind of probably take things for granted a little bit as a man um but but you start to see the impact of organizations like yours and the steps that um that that are being taken and just on the data side I'm seeing that that 95%, what used to be men in the hundreds of thousands of people that used to 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 apply for a franchise or show interest in a franchise, that's coming now closer to kind of 80, 20. And 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 that still sounds okay. It's still way in the favor of men looking at franchise opportunities and, and so on. But but 80, 20 is a big difference to 95, 5, right? And so we we can all I can look at that and say, oh, you know, it'd be great if it was 50-50. Maybe that's not realistic just because of society just society and, and there's there's certain things that women have responsibilities that men can't have. Um so which uh, which are obvious. Um but but if that can keep coming closer, you know, maybe maybe it could end up 60-40 one day. And 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 I think that'd be great because it just gives opportunity to to everyone and ultimately um it allows franchisors to tap into 
what's essentially half the population, half the adult population, right? So and and um, so so that, that's that was one of the reasons why I was really interested to talk to you. Actually, is just because I I see it from my kind of side, um, and 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 you're actually part of that change. Um, and so so I wanted to go on to 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 talk to you about um the fact that you'd obviously tried and tested this in Scotland and and seen the impact and and seen how it it's helped give women confidence and and put themselves out there a bit more um when did you think wh when was your first thought about wow actually this this is not only something that can be applied across the whole of the you know the UK um but it's also a business model that can in itself become an opportunity for others. So I, I just wanted to talk to you about the kind of those two things and, um, and, and just for people to understand a bit more what's involved in, in the actual business. Um, initially, well, initially it was another franchise company in Scotland, that Susie McCafferty, she, I don't know if you know Susie, but she came up to be one of yeah. our speakers in Aberdeen and she said to me, this must have been about eight years ago, you should really give this as an opportunity for other women in business because this is a fantastic model to roll out. And then at the time, I suppose, just going back to what I said in the previous question, I suppose it's the confidence and how do I go about setting up a franchise, what's actually involved. But I didn't really have the time or space in my head to really do that because other, you know, other things going on and just because my whole thing was starting business in Scotland not to have any employees. And then from there, I thought about it a bit more. And then, of course, fast forward, Business Women Scotland grows and we have awards and we have roadshows and we have leadership conferences and you realise there's a big appetite for it and people do get something for, from it and it's, it's very encouraging when you see other people um, getting something from it or coming back to you a couple of years later and saying from that roadshow and speakers that you brought together I've set this up and it's going really well so when you're, you're kind of standing at the sidelines watching other businesses come to life it's it's I don't know, I find that quite exciting. So during lockdown, I thought, well, this is the opportunity now actually start looking at a franchise model and what how it looks and how it looked for the franchisee and the different income streams and how we would operate it and how it can go forward. And then with further research, I realised that in south of the border, there's not as many opportunities as we have up here in terms of funding and business gateways that we can go to. So you've really got to be part of a chamber or a BNI or something like that to actually go forward. But that's not really dedicated to women in business. So there's really an, there was really an opportunity there, I thought, for a moment of growth just to replicate what we had up here and how does that work as a franchise and how do you put that together as a business model? And that's really how it all started. And and um, and so explain a bit about the business model. So for anyone that's listening, um, there's, there's kind of two elements I want to cover. Firstly, um, if there's anyone listening who wants to get involved in this type of business, the, the business that you started and built and, um, you know, over many, many years. Um, so I, I, I kind of want to understand the role they would play whether they were in Brighton or Southampton or Newcastle or Manchester or wherever they might be based and, and how they can 
how they can um, run that business. And, um, and and I guess the second part is um, the business is obviously aimed at women um, and, and helping provide, a, a, as you say, a place where they can um, forward their interests in business uh, in, in a safe space. And, and that could be starting their own business uh, as a woman, becoming a franchisee as a woman, uh, or, or whatever is involved at, at that stage. And so I, I just wanted you to talk through the those two areas because they very, you know, they they clearly defined um and and they they're aimed at two different kinds of people, right? So just to go back recap, I was asked to join Scottish Government Women's Enterprise Framework. So I'm part of Scottish Government Enterprise and we have quarterly meetings. We haven't had one recently, but the quarterly meetings that I attended, um, they had all this research and they'd sent professors and different people to go to America and look at how other women in business organisations work and what was the, the most successful model, whether it's as an individual model or having women's business centres and people go to a business centre from all over the country. And the information that came back constantly was women work better at localised level because they build a community and they build it on trust. So there's an opportunity there straight away where you have businesswomen connections. And then if you have, um, say, Bristol, for example, if you're a woman, female in Bristol, you've already got a good community and a good network it's the ideal opportunity for you to say well i'm going to take up a franchise for business women connections bristol because your community is already there and you're building a community at a localized level because you know that community and you know different businesses and you know the landscape and how it actually all works so there was firstly that's why it was divided into sort of cities and that's why it works from that point because it's communities built on trust and that's how females work It's females go along to these events whether it's leadership conferences or awards and they find out a little bit more about the person that's not just there to do business because it's that kind of community trust thing so that's why it's actually in all the different cities so at the moment we have one in Aberdeen we have one in Edinburgh we've got one in Glasgow and the next one will be Manchester so that's that's the kind of basis of business women connections but Sorry, Lynn. Just to, so to, just to sorry to interrupt there. Um, just to I guess for anyone listening who's interested in your priority territories or areas in the UK where they could they could actually become a, a franchisee of yours. Um, from your from your website, I can see those main areas are Manchester, Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, and Nottingham. Is that right? Yes, but I mean it's it's open to. We work with a company with Atlas Mapping, so we work in the, you know, with these different companies and looking at the territory and the boundaries. So there might be something that I've missed because that's not my territory, for example. So somebody might approach me and say, and say I'm looking at this area for these X, Y, Z reasons. So we tailor, obviously, the, the franchise territory. We'll look at the the percentage of women in business and, you know, the populations, we, we start working out the stats. So if there's somebody that's actually looking at, I'd love to do this, but the territory is not actually mapped on the website, then it's something obviously we're open to conversations. Okay. All right. No, that's clear. So your, 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 your interest in talking to anyone from anywhere in the UK 
Um, and they think there's an opportunity, and they know there's an opportunity. They have a good community. They've got a good network, and they also know their own landscape. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and um, and let let's go on to the second part then, which is um, who this model or who this business model is aimed at helping. Who are who are women looking to get into business? Not necessarily franchising or anything like that, but maybe start their own business or, or break away. And, and do something different um what do they what what do they actually get so talk us through what um benefits they have of being part of the the kind of the community that you've you're establishing well firstly the franchise model is based on a membership so it's a bit more advanced than a chamber so they'll each territory has their own app and they connect with their members on an app and all the events are published there and people then can post up their own information as well so firstly once they join a community it's a, it's a membership model we also work with federation of small businesses because of, we get a really um favorable discount with the insurances and things as well um there's quite a few income streams from taking on a franchise from the rewards with sponsorships obviously apart from the three-tier membership so it's an individual membership there's a starter membership and there's a corporate membership and we added in corporate membership because corporates feel left out of the women in business group because we always seem to cater for individuals that are running businesses or startups, but there's nothing for corporates where they go. So we have a corp six corporate lunches and bring in speakers and etc. So there's various income streams with the actual franchise and it's on a monthly basis, but it's built on a sort of membership basis as well. Um, so far, the personas that we have, the people that have taken up a franchise have been women in their 50s that are coming out of whether they've built up a business or whether they've got to a certain level in corporate world, they feel they've got something to give back and they obviously have a good community and they've got good connections. So the persona that we have with the three franchises are women in their 50s, which is quite strange. So we're already building up a picture of who is a good franchisee. But again, if somebody was younger that wanted to come on board, that would add a different element to this as well. But the three that we have so far, definitely women that have been in business, whether it's been in the corporate world or they've set up their own business before and they feel they've got something to give back. Right. Yeah. No, I I think in the in the in the beginning it's it's it starts to take shape of of the kind of people that will be attracted by by the model and um and yes, you've got to be careful not to pigeonhole because uh, because it, it's true. It it it's 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 an opportunity that could work for 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 anyone. Um, at, we're trying, at any we're a, a futures group with each of the franchisees as well. So I've got a young girl who's eighteen that runs a business. It's, so we're looking at the next generation of female entrepreneurs. So it's not just as you say pigeonholing who is going to be the right persona for a business women connections. But so far, the three that we have, it just so happens that it's they've been the right fit for what we're trying to do in the different cities, because each city has their own different personalities as well. So that's the way it's worked so far. And what's the... Um, and, and Lynn, if you were to describe kind of like a a, a day in a life of a franchisee, what, what activities, I'm not saying on a day, but if you could mix all the days in a week and a month and summarise it, um as to as to what 
what they need to do to to build the business and grow the business what what are the main areas that they're getting involved in to to do that well we ask them for uh, a minimum of 21 hours a week so that's where they've got to commit to a franchise um, they have a connections group at the end of the month and they also have a, an evening event for people that can't make morning events but in between all of that they're pre-planning events whether it's the awards at the end of the year looking at sponsorships looking at venues going going out to meet people for memberships and basically connecting with other like-minded women in business and also businesses that would look to um, be a good brand to support what we're actually doing and would like to be affiliated with the brand to actually see we're supporting women in business so really it's um you know, maybe one day would be spent with admin and research and the other days are scheduled to go out and plan meetings. So whether it's advanced planning for awards and advanced planning for leadership courses um, and then hosting a couple of events a month that are on a regular basis. And then we've also got a mentoring match that happens, which is online as well. So there's quite a lot going on, two or three events a month, uh, one being on Zoom with a powder and things but it's really just them planning their year you know a year planner and going right I need to get in five sponsors for my awards and I've got these categories and then judging so it's I would say one day's planning and scheduling meetings and other days are going out to meet people that be potentially interested in supporting women in business Right. Okay. Well, that's no. That that's good. It's good. Good to understand. Uh, you know, a little bit more about about how that works. And um, I I wanted to ask you about um, you have a very your career, if you like, is interior design, right? I mean, that's your that's that's been I, I guess your love and passion for for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and um, and I I wanted to ask, have you from a business sense or from a work sense or a career sense? Is that something you've now put to one side um, to focus on this, or or do you still dabble on, on you know in, in in that, or is that just something you do at home now in in your own home, or how how is how's interior design going in the whole picture? Uh, no, no interior design because interior design for me is a, a quite a big project. So the last project, big project, four to five years ago, and it was a wine bar in Aberdeen. So it's been always mainly commercial projects. I've vowed never to do any domestic interiors. Uh -huh. so my degree is more about, they classified it like an inside architect, so you could actually have drawings ready for planning and building control and work with your um, joiners, plumbers, so you can pass on drawings. Um, and these kind of projects take up so much time. So if I'm always very focused on something I think you've just got to focus on one thing and do it properly as opposed to try and split myself into various modes and be today I'm going to be an interior designer and tomorrow I'm going to be business women connections like I can't really switch my brain off that way but it doesn't really matter where I go because one franchisee told me yesterday when I was in a nice hotel you're away in a wee tangent already because you're already looking at fixtures fittings and how it all works so I suppose the design part never switches off, but I don't actually participate in taking on any jobs. Who knows? Maybe in the future, but at this moment in time, the focus is to build, hopefully get a franchise in each city in the UK and all the main cities so that there's opportunities for women. That's really the focus. Yeah, so I, I, so I was going to ask about kind of your vision and, and, and where you want to be. And, and um, I suppose having 
having franchisees in 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 cities and locations across the UK is, is kind of one aspiration. But if if I was to ask you um a kind of a more overall vision, how, how do you look at it? Obviously you're you're setting up your model to help women and um but but when you t- take away kind of the detail of the layers or all of that, what's your ultimate vision for the let's say the UK to start with? I think it goes back to women having a voice and women having confidence in themselves. And whether that's in business or just coming along and walking into a room full of strangers, it's quite an intimidating place and actually setting up a business can be quite a lonely place. So for us, well, for me, I wish I had this information when I set up 18 years ago because I just came out of working in magazines and then thought I'm going to start a business and then I employed six or seven people straight away. And I just... I went for it, it was a bit gung-ho, if I'm honest. But it's, I think it's just, again, it's just women having confidence to actually believe in themselves and just do it. That's really the vision, to peel all the layers away, because although I I set up 18 years ago, I don't think I was ever confident about where I was going and what I was going to There wasn't a big plan with it, whereas this is more a plan now that I'm actually at this stage in my career. And and Lynn, so um, when you look at business and franchising and women in business, do you do you see franchising in terms of a woman investing in a franchise or becoming a franchisee? Do you see that as a good hybrid um, where you're not having to come up with an entire new business and and brand it and and get all the logo designs and the trademarks and 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 protect your IP and 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 all of that and i mean it's the it's it's the same for men but but um i want to focus on the women's side because i think it's really really important to try and with everyone's trying to attract more women into the industry and it, how do you view franchising as a as a way to start your own business and not not obviously just with your particular business model, but just generally, um, whether it's a cafe or a, a photography studio or anything else. I mean, there's a franchise for everything these days. Well, I always believe that the person that set the franchise up has gone through the pain of setting up a business before and made expensive mistakes. So what you're really trying to pass on to somebody else is, here's the blueprint model. If you follow this model, then you'll be fine. Plus the fact that we offer the back-end office support so you don't have to go and find um, a web designer or a graphic designer or somebody who's going to help you with events and working your app and various things like that. And IT and all the things that go on in the background that you don't really see. These are things where it can take a lot of time to try and find the right people because the business is built on a team. And it's taken me a long time to find people over the years that you know you trust and you know will deliver and will happen and you don't have any issues with them and you when you ask for something it's done so that's where i think a franchise really works because it allows that person that's bought a franchise to go and work on their business as opposed to all the ins and outs and all the intricacies behind the business to make it work for them so for me it's franchise is a great opportunity and and when did um i guess before you knew what franchising really was which obviously you do know now but 
Um, but before you knew that, how did you view, like was franchising something that was even in your head 18, 20 years ago, let's say? And and because um, I ask a lot of people that question and it's it's always interesting to to hear how they how they viewed franchising um, before they knew the opportunities it really offered. Um, eighteen years ago, I when we had the ma- uh, interiors magazine, I thought it'd be an opportunity to have something similar down south. But I I didn't really know. I hadn't actually put franchising with my idea. I hadn't actually worked it all out that that would been that would have been the best opportunity to do it that way. Because I don't think even 18 years ago for me that I really looked at franchising as an opportunity. I, you know, obviously know about all the bigger brands that are franchises, but I didn't realize a lot of them are franchises. I'm talking about the bigger restaurants and chains. Um, yeah. So I hadn't really matched the two together, whereas now I just think everyone should be doing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's true. I, you know, eight, eighteen years ago, because I remember that's that's when I kind of starting, if you like, on getting involved in franchising and and having my first real job. Um, and that was, you know, that was really pre-internet. I mean, the internet was there, but it wasn't it wasn't really there at that time. Um, and and so it it just it wasn't something that you found or, or could find much information about very easily and um and that meant that the 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 normal person on the street it was the same for them they didn't really understand what franchising was you know mcdonald's was there and they knew that was a franchise um they were film franchises uh you know people there were sports franchises in the u.s like people understood they heard the word franchise in that sense but but they never really related to it and so it's definitely only been probably in the last 15 years that that's you know that's that's been growing in people's understanding but there's still such a long way to go um and just uh, what i wanted to ask you is how do you how do you build into your overall model so i'm not talking about off an offering to the franchisee but overall um what you offer to women generally about business how do you build into that a kind of a knowledge segment about franchising as a way to start your own business or, or franchising as a way to maybe expand a business they already have, or maybe they, they've started and they've been running. And how, how are you, do, do you know what I mean? How are you kind of talking about that now as part of that education well, process? I can talk about uh, my own experience in setting up a franchise and as we just discussed with income streams and how a franchisee can make money from this model, but also have uh, women have the opportunity. But I, I always say the best promotion for a franchise is actually to speak to a franchisee who's taken on the model that I've created and they can discuss directly with them how they've actually found it. So we, what we've been doing is having opportunity calls with people. So I'm obviously the franchisor and somebody else will come on as a franchisee and they talk openly about how well it's worked for them because that's the best testament, I think, to a franchise is because they've looked at all the models and they've looked at all the ops manuals and had conversations with me. And if they can make it work, that gives me the confidence then that I'm doing something right. And so far, fingers crossed, everything's worked. Great. All right. Okay. Thanks, Lynn. 
Um, well, we're coming we're coming to an end. So I'd just like to say, um, you know, thanks so much for 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 giving giving your time. Um, and I, I really appreciate what you're doing uh, because it, it helps it helps franchising in general. The more women that understand can become involved, can help other women. I, I think it's I think it's it's honestly it's it's good for it's good for business. Uh, and long may it continue. And um, you know, I know the BFA are doing a lot around that as well. There's more and more organisations now that are um, taking more control at at bringing women into business. Um, and and the more that that happens, the more it will happen. So and and as I say, it's good for everyone. Um, so so thanks so much. And, and um, I mean, if you've got, sorry, Lynn. What? Yeah, go on. No, I appreciate the conversation today because I think it is, as you say, it's very important to highlight this as a, a instead of actually going, if you have a, a little bit of funding behind you to maybe look at a franchise as an opportunity, as a safe opportunity, as opposed to maybe just trying to start a brand from scratch and just have a look at all the different franchising companies out there that's something that might fit and work with you. Just before we go, actually, um... If someone's interested in becoming a franchisee with you, where's the best? Where's their best starting point? Um, is there a website or like? Feel free to give the address or you know, be good to good to direct people somewhere they can go. Yep. So it's just the Business Women Connections website. So it's all one word as a big long word: businesswomenconnections.co.uk. All the information's there. All the hopefully we've covered all the questions that most people ask us, and there's a form that you can actually fill in and just send that as a an opportunity form or an interested form, and then we'll set up a call. Whether depending on what part of the country, we can set up a call and then hopefully have a meeting after that, just to see if we're the right fit and go through all the nitty gritty chat and just to see what happens because we've had quite a few applications, but it really has to be the right person. And you kind of know the right person that would be able to work this as a franchise now. As I say, we're going back to all the different personas, but it's all about community and it's all about that person at localised level and how they work their, um, they've got their own contacts in their own cities. Right. And, and, and for people that want to become part of the community, women obviously mainly, um, where's the best place for them to go? Like to become part of the community in general? Well, if they look onto the same website, there's the, the map of the UK. And if it's if you're in Scotland at the moment, either you're based in Glasgow, Edinburgh or Aberdeen, you just click on the map and that will take you to that franchisee's website. And you can then join their localised community. If you just want to sign up for a Business Women Connections newsletter, there's an opportunity there as well. And again, if you just are interested in talking about a franchise in your area, then I'm happy to have a conversation too. It's all under the one businesswomenconnections.co.uk. That's the opportunity website. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Lynn, for that. And um, all right. Well, I'll um, I'll let you go. And um, it's been great chatting to you. And and uh, I'm I'm sure we will speak again in the future. Yeah, I'm sure we will. But thank you very much for the opportunity today. Appreciate it. No problem. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks. Bye.